Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Enter into our Independence Day weekend here in the United States, which is, I have to say, probably one of my very favorite holidays. The theme of the room today is a hurricane is coming. And I thought this was an interesting, interesting theme. And the first thing I thought about when I thought about hurricanes is that hurricanes have a season. We know when they're coming. I remember I went to Bermuda in 1990 for the very, well, actually, I guess it wasn't the first time. It was the only time I've been to Bermuda. Um, and we went in October. <laughs> Shows you how young and naive we were. We had no, we were like clueless going to and little island country in the middle of hurricane season. And there was a hurricane. And it was uh, it was quite an adventure. We had rented a house up on a cliff, this beautiful home. And um, a hurricane came through. So there we were, <laughs> boarding up the house with the homeowners. And I'm trying to remember. I think it was Lily. I think Lily is the name of the, the hurricane that came through. 
And that was quite an interesting experience. But what I, what it reminds me of is we should have known that was coming. We should have known to, to check because we know when hurricanes are coming, they come between June and November, generally speaking. Right. And that's when those people who live in the path of hurricanes watch and wait for what they know they have no control over. It's, an interesting concept. It's like every year, you know, there's a freight train going to come. You can hear it off in the distance and you know, you can't stop it. But if you're smart, you'll stay off the tracks for that period of time. So when I think of hurricane season like that, it's just something that happens over and over again. It reminds me of a few things. First of all, the word hurricane season, it is a season. And so that means we know roughly when it's going to happen. Just like we know roughly when summer's going to happen. Now, sometimes, depending on where you live, summer shows up early. <laughs> and sometimes summer shows up late. But hurricane season is a season. And so we expect it and we can prepare for it. It's not random like the tsunami that happened several years ago or, you know, a volcano erupting. And in being a season... It has a beginning and a middle and an end. You know, isn't it, isn't it, when you think about that, it kind of be, it becomes confined to a particular time. So we don't worry about it every day of the year. We don't sit around every day of, of the entire year worrying and wondering when is a hurricane going to come? Because we know when they're coming. The difference, though, between a hurricane season and the stormy seasons of our lives is that we can't prepare for one of those while we can prepare for another one. And although I just said we can't prepare, we actually can. We just don't know when the storm will be coming, right? So does anyone here live in Hurricane Alley or whatever they call it, whatever they call it? Well, of um, course, you know, I do. <laughs> yeah. So what do you do, Mary Lynn? Like, what do you do when you get the weather report that we have a hurricane on the way and it's going to make landfall? What do people who live in those zones do? You're not going to like my answer. We have a party. But also, most of us have like a jump kick sort of thing where I have a bin and it has some sheets and some water and some, you know, uh, a one of those little hand crank generator things with a radio on it and some non-perishables and we have it in the garage and I refresh it like every year and you have to throw it in your car and evacuate. I did evacuate once up to my sister's um, house in Georgia. Um, but in all the years, we've pretty much just been able to hunker down because I live in an area. This is interesting. Although I'm on a peninsula on a peninsula on a peninsula, we don't get direct hits that often, but we do every time, you know, everyone's glued to the TV we we do stay prepared and if we have to we will leave and if not we just hunker down knowing we have our supplies yeah yeah it's part of your life right it's a regular part of your life you 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 said every year or every few years you refresh it what did you call it what kind of i call it my jump box or my jump bin i don't know like a jump bag they have jump bags i call it my jump bin i don't know what people call it hurricane supplies okay. yeah yeah <laughs> A bug out bag. Some people call it a bug yeah, out bag, yeah. right? If you got a bug out in an emergency. Yeah. So you do it and you do it. It's on your mind, not just when hurricane season hits. You, on the off season, you're refreshing it. You're, you're, you might be at the store and you might see like, I don't know, something that is a great price today. Oh, that'd be great in my hurricane kit. I bet you've experienced that, right? Right. Yeah. So you prepare and they're interesting. You said you have a party. There are also those people who do nothing <laughs> when a hurricane is coming, right? You've got your jump bag or your jump bin and you've got all the stuff and granted you're going to have a party too. Cause you're going to be social cause it's an event. But while you're doing all that and you're getting your stuff ready, you probably have, you know, neighbors that go to the grocery store and grab a 12 pack of beer and a bottle of wine and some bologna and ring in uh, Cheetos. And they're like riding it out, right? Whatever happens. They're going to ride it out. And sometimes, you know, sometimes that works because sometimes the thing is supposed to be a hurricane and make landfall and then it changes direction. So, you know, you're taking the risk 
maybe you're not as prepared and you're willing to risk it, right? And that's just like life, of course. But unlike hurricane season, we don't always know when a storm will come into our lives and they can really throw us. They can really throw us for a loop. And so in like one word, just a couple of examples, I'd love to just open up the floor and kind of get some interaction going. What is the first word that comes to your mind when you think of an unexpected storm in your life? Anyone, just pop in. Get bourbon. I'm sorry, Dr. Sean, can you say that again? I was making a joke. I said, get bourbon. It's kind of true. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, bourbon. That's Bourbon can be an unexpected storm, for sure, depending on who brings it and how much you have. <laughs> but what, what shows up? What shows up for us? And, you know, we can plan for hurricanes. We can't plan for other stuff. I, I was divorced two years ago. I was not expecting that. <laughs> I mean, you know, in the grand scheme of things. What else? It's opportunity. Okay. I always think brace, what brace myself. Brace yourself. <laughs> For what? I don't know. That's just, you asked me my gut reaction. I'm saying, I go, okay, here we go. Brace yourself. Time to, time to go through the storm. <laughs> yeah. So storms look a lot of ways. They can be illness. A storm could be a disease, could be an illness, could be an accident. I mean, out of the blue, right? Could be a divorce out of the blue. How many, you know, times do we hear that? Oh, well, it was sudden. It was out of the blue. Or it could be, you know, you you lose your job. Or your business takes a big hit. Whatever it might be. There are so many ways that storms can come in and blow in unexpectedly, right? So while we have the advantage of having a specific time frame around hurricane season to get used to that potential real upheaval, how do we prepare for the stormy seasons of our lives? Just like Mary Lynn said, she prepares and, and puts attention all year and knows all year that there's that bin that she's got, that she refreshes and replenishes and it's always ready. How do we make ourselves ready for things we don't know are coming? So here's the thing, we don't know they're coming. We don't know when they're coming. We don't know how long they'll last or what they'll look like. How the heck do you prepare for that? That's the question today. How do you prepare for that? So I, I'd love to talk about how, how have you prepared for it? Not necessarily just economically, because, you know, the big topic of the week this week has been the R word, right? The economic R word. And that certainly can be a hurricane. Absolutely. But there are so many others that even in really prosperous, wonderful times, we all go through storms. We all go through them. I, I can just think, look at my life and pick a few right off the shelf pretty easily. Right? I'm sure you can too. So the point of this room and this discussion today is to help people who are in here, who are in the midst of a storm, who are about to be in one and they don't know it. Right? So what do you do to prepare? What is in your spiritual, personal, inner world, bug out bag, jump bag that helps you? Surely I can't be the only person who's thought about this, right? Monica, it's Christina. Yeah, ma'am, go. I would say to, first, cause it's all about mindset. I'm, I'm, I'm big on mindset and it's all about mindset. I would say to keep a positive mindset, be around positive people, right and push down those negativity you know each time that we you know see that they're 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 creeping in you know and um yeah mindset that's big for me and i think that once we get our mind in the right place and be around positive people continuously then i think that you know that's a start definitely a start for me just wanted to share that Christine, I'm done speaking. Yeah, that's awesome. That's great. Those are tools in your toolbox. Those are things that are in your jump in that you keep always ready and always giving attention to because it makes you more prepared. That was a great answer. What else? What else are you doing that makes you ready to weather whatever the storm is, whatever it is? You Good feel morning, Monica. 
Jump in, jump in. This is Debbie. So I think for me, you know, I've been through a lot of different things in my life and I've always come out better than I was before. So I just always have it in the back of my mind that no matter what it is, I can get through it. And I know that I'll be better on the other end. And sometimes it's rough while I'm, you know, you're going through things, but I always look for the positive in everything. So for me, it's just always keeping that positive that I'm going to get through this and I'll probably be better when I reach the other end. And with that, I yield my mic. So Debbie, you're saying that you use the past, you use your past experience, you use, you call upon the evidence that you've been through hard things before. Exactly. That's really powerful. Exactly. Yeah, that's really powerful. Absolutely. Who else has um, something that when you think about it, you, you think, wow, that's, uh, that's important for me to be ready to be prepared. What do you do in your regular life? I will tell you, uh, since we're talking about it, one of the things that I look at as my, one of the ingredients or the items in my personal bug out bag or jump bag of life that makes me feel more confident that I can handle a coming storm is that, is that I take care of my body. I, I know that it takes a healthy body to be able to be resilient, to be able to handle the stresses of life. That's one of the things that I do. I focus on eating well and feeding myself well and making sure I get sleep. Those are tools for me, right? This is really important to be able to have that kind of a, an arsenal, if you will, so that when the storm comes in, you don't completely fall apart. And this is one of the things I talk about with my clients a lot. Now that I'm saying that, it reminded me of something, a conversation I had this week with more than one client, actually, where I, I had this, I paint this picture of a, of like a, a cup, like a fast food cup, styrofoam or a paper cup. And if we are all like a paper cup, we can, you know, get blown around in the wind like a paper cup. The littlest wind can blow up an empty cup over. So it's, it's our job and it behooves us to fill our cup with something solid, something heavy, something that can withstand an outside force, a wind that makes us more resilient, right? So if you can imagine the difference between a paper cup filled with concrete, hard, solid, on the ground, and what it would do and how it would behave in a rainstorm, let's say, versus a paper cup that's empty and how it would behave in a rainstorm and how it would be in and impacted, not necessarily how it would behave, but how it would be impacted. There's a tremendous difference. And so when we put effort all year long, just like Mary Lynn said, into the bug out bag and the jump bag, when we put effort all year long into filling our own cup, we become solid on the inside. We become resilient, strong and full on the inside, we're less impacted, affected by what goes on around us. Does it mean it's not going to be rainy and wet and windy and stuff blown around? No, of course not. But we don't get crushed in the process. We're able to weather it. And that's what I love about, about the ability for us to do things like being in Breakfast with Champions, for example. This is filling your cup. This is an example of you taking time, committing to yourself to fill your own cup. It's a really lovely, beautiful practice. And you don't know when you'll need that cup to be filled. You don't know, right? So that's why it's important to fill it constantly, to create routines, to create practices, to create mindsets that are constantly always refilling you. Because as you refill yourself, you can pour into others and help them to fill those cups, right? Building up those resources make you so much more able to bounce back when storms come through. So in the beginning of the, of the segment today, I mentioned the word hurricane season. And we talked about the idea of seasons. And as we as we think about the concept of seasons, it would be easy to forget that everything in life is seasonal and cyclical. We go through these things, like even our brains, you know, every day our brains go through cycles. 
we get into different wavelengths of our brain. Dr. Sean, I'm sure you could talk way more about that than I could, right? Our brain goes through high peak performance cycles and troughs, energy troughs, right? Where we have a lot of focus and then we have a little focus. We need to recharge. The sun rises and sets every 24 hours. The sun will rise. Damien tells us that. The sun will rise. Flowers, some flowers open in the morning and close at night, which I think is so amazing and miraculous. These little tiny things open in the morning when the sun comes and close at night. And we all wake and sleep and the tides come in and go out twice a day, right? Biologically, we have cycles. Women have cycles every 28 days and water, look at the cycle that water goes through. It goes from being water vapor to turning into precipitation, drops to the ground, flows into river streams, becomes vapor again. This is an amazing cycle, right? The earth goes around the sun. Everything is a cycle and a season. If we look, we look and see how it's created and how it's designed, right? And every spring, things that appear to be dead, damaged, no longer viable, miraculously come back to life. It's really beautiful. So sometimes I think we as human beings, as part of this ecosystem, and I believe we were created divinely. You don't have to believe that. That's what I believe. But what you can't deny is that the cycles and seasons happen, no matter how you think they got there, right? So we see all these cycles in the world. Why then do sometimes we have this, maybe it's an invisible expectation. Maybe we don't even realize we're holding the expectation that our lives should be exempt from cycles and seasons too. If everything else around us that's living goes through cycles and seasons, why not us? Somehow, I think a lot of people have this fantasy idea, a concept that if something shows up unexpectedly in your life that's difficult, that it's somehow wrong. Do you ever think about that? But what if it's not? What if it's not somehow wrong? What if stormy seasons followed by calm, followed by storm, followed by calm is exactly appropriate for us as human beings? Did you ever be, were you ever at the beach after a storm comes through? And man, it can be the most amazing day, the most beautiful day after a really bad storm has come through the night before. And the, and the contrast is, is stunning sometimes. So what if the stormy seasons and hurricanes of our lives that show up aren't disruptions, but they're designs? What if they're designs? Has anyone, has that ever occurred to anyone specifically? that my goodness, what if this is exactly how my life is supposed to be right now? What if when I blew up my life two years ago in 2020, ended a long, long relationship, sold two homes, one of them was a business that I loved, and all this happened in a span of just, I don't know, a few months, and I ended up taking a little break with a friend to regroup and then going on the road. That looks like a ginormous disruption, doesn't it? Certainly felt like it in 2020, I'll tell you that. But man, what if it was design? What if it was exactly where I was supposed to be? Because I'll tell you what, I am happier today, more at peace, more powerful, more settled than I think I might have ever been in my life which is kind of interesting because I should be, if you look at my lifestyle, constant traveling, constant moving from city to city, constant packing and unpacking. That looks like a lot of upheaval, but man, I am in more peace today than I've been in in a long time. So I would love for us to share, to begin to share about a storm that blew into your life and ultimately you got some rain, you got some thunder and lightning, and maybe some debris flew around, but ultimately 
you came out of it and into the most beautiful day and beautiful season of your life and a a better version of yourself. Who'd like to share with the room today to to give somebody some hope and some encouragement who's in a season right now that they're really struggling with? Well, Monica, oh, go ahead, Dr. Sean. Let's go. Go ahead, Marilyn. Well, I'll just share real quick. It's not me, although I have had many seasons and I've talked about them here where, you know, um, my house had $50 worth, $50, $50, $50,000 worth of storm damage. They didn't realize that there had been, I guess when it passed inspection uh, eight years ago, they didn't realize a big flood had come. There had been a hurricane maybe 15 years ago and there was water underneath the house. Well, underneath the house, somebody went and replaced a beam and the beam was not quite up to code. And therefore it did pass inspection. But when I went and I sold my house, it had to be a cash deal because there was structural damage. And (laughs) uh, the house was actually tilting. My bathtub would not drain. My window had a leak. I'm just like, I, I, let's face it, I'm a single woman. I, I can't keep up, I can't do repairs. And this is way worse than I thought. So house got sold, blah, 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 second mortgage. Didn't walk away with much, but I drove over the bridge to Tampa after some storm damage and I have started over and it's been a wonderful season of you know new beginnings and, and getting to know new areas and you know, so I think I've talked about that enough, just the change in leaving my hometown and going to a new city and experiencing new things. And truly, Monica, it all stemmed from this house having to be sold because of literal storm damage. That is an amazing share and so totally relevant to what we're talking about today because it involves an actual storm. Thank you for sharing that. (laughs) Dr. Sean, what do you have for us about a, uh, a season that was rough and ended up ultimately putting you in a beautiful day. Well, you know, I don't have a particular story because there are storms throughout our lives that sort of come in and purify things, right? They, they clean out. So I think the, the universal nature of storms are is to clean out debris, to, to sort of shuffle things around and make room for more new growth. But I will say that um, if you want to look at a storm, if you want to look at an internal storm and what you're going to go through, first off, if you've got a hurricane coming and you're going to rage against it, then you're just you're going to end up having a hurricane and a really angry person that has to uh, deal with it. So my advice is, if you're if you're gonna go through a storm, is not to fight. It's like when snow happens up here, and you're gonna have a really busy day that gets disrupted. You know, getting angry at it makes absolutely no difference. You're gonna have snow either way. Um, but if you're looking again, I think my biggest example of an internal storm that turns into something beautiful is if we look at the butterfly and how that becomes a how it come becomes from a little slimy worm to a cocoon full of goo to something that you know can fly and inspire us because of the beauty that it presents to the world i don't think there's any bigger sort of you know thing that you can go through other than ha- you know having your entire body liquefied and completely reformed in just a couple weeks to become something better so i think that well, I think you're right, Mark. I think when we have a storm, we should, and Mary Lynn too, I think everybody has shared so far is spot on, is when we have a storm, we should expect that something good will come out of it because ultimately, ultimately, if we fight it, it's not going to change anything. But if we embrace it and we look for the good in it, we'll find it. It's always there, right? It's always there. Universal intelligence, the reason that we have the storm, the reason that the, that the earth chases the sun through the sky, through, the, through space, all these things are a divine plan. They are, you know, they are universe, they are intelligent design. And ultimately when we go through gracefully, we honor that design as opposed to fighting it, which is what, you know, 
our species usually does. We usually try to find a way around what God has put in place. But I don't think that that's necessarily the easy path anymore. I think it's easier to go with the flow and not to try to paddle upstream and to go through the suck of the cocoon where you're all mushy and disgusting and not really sure what you're going to be so that you can come out eventually and dry your wings. I hope that helps. Love that. Dr. Sean, that is why I missed you, man. I love your brain and I love the way you articulate things. Thank you so much for that. You, you mentioned about that a storm cleans things out and it really does. I mean, there are, there's a purpose for these things in our, in our a natural ecosystem, the way, the way that the earth is designed, there's a purpose. And you made me think of forest fires too. You know, forest fires are designed to clean things out and to create a rebirth, a new, a new opportunity. You know, we, we talk about the, the pine cones that only open and only propagate those trees and eucalyptus trees only propagate in the presence of fire. And so in that instance, their very lives and the, and the species depends on that fire to cleanse them, to make them ready, and to help them move forward, to help them reproduce. So it's interesting, and, and, it, and it's, it gives you a different perspective when you think about yourself as maybe those trees or those pine cones, right? When you, when you look at it that way and, and say, well, maybe I'm like that, where I need this to make me stronger. I need this challenge to make me better, to call forth what is inside of me, what is put inside of me, that is possible for me to grow and to learn and to, and to step into a stronger, better version of myself. Because let's think about that. What what happens when we step into a stronger, better, more resilient version of myself? Well, I impact other people in a different way, don't I? When you think about someone you admire, what is it that you admire about them? Like, what is it? Do you admire someone who, who does the minimum in their own life and who doesn't who doesn't take care of themselves or someone who, who just kind of goes with the flow and doesn't have an intention or direction? Do you admire them as a, a person that you'd like to be like? Or do you admire people who show up in powerful ways for themselves? Do you admire people who, who put attention on the things that matter, right? Thinking about how you show up in the world that can come from these storms, these fires, these trials that we go through. And ultimately, the gift of time and perspective is massive. It's massive. You know, my, my, uh, I've shared with you on this stage recently that, um, you know, I live nomadically. And while I was in Pennsylvania, which I still am, I'm in my home state today. I have been here since May. It's been really nice, actually, to be back with family after being away for so long. I lived in Atlanta for 25 years. And it's really nice to just be in the area with no real schedule, to just be able to visit and, and be here. But while I was here in May, my aunt died. And this is my mother's older, older sister. And the opportunity for me to be here to help my cousins weather that storm came from my experiencing my own mother dying several years ago, right? So had I not had that storm in my own life, I wouldn't have been able to be as effective and to be as much of a support for my cousins when they lost their mother. That's the beautiful part about the storms. It gives us empathy, gives us, gives us an experience that when we see it again and we recognize it again and it's familiar to us, we go, oh yes, I've been here before. I know just what to do. So that's the beautiful part about preparing for and weathering these trials is that, is that they benefit us. Of course that benefits us. Absolutely. But it also benefits those around us. I went through a tremendous heartbreak in 2020. And 
I had never, believe it or not, I had never experienced a heartbreak like that in my life, which seems ridiculous, truly, um, that I got to that age of my life and had not experienced that kind of a heartbreaking uh, scenario in a relationship. But I'll tell you what, <laughs> it gave me a tremendous empathy that I never had before for people who would say things like, I can't, I can't drive by the places we used to go because it hurts too much. And I would think that's ridiculous. That's just, that's ridiculous. Or, or someone would say, I, I can't, I can't listen to these songs anymore because they were, they remind me too much of her or remind me too much of him. And I really would say in my mind, I would never say this out loud. I would say like, I don't, I don't get that. I just don't get it. Well, let me tell you people, after you experience something, you get it. So now I am more prepared because of that particular storm, that specific experience. I now can understand and not say I have sympathy, but I have empathy now because I've been there myself. That makes a massive difference to people. And so you can apply that to anything in your life that you've been through. That if you look at it as here I am now, I am equipped to handle it, whatever it is. And when I come out of it, I will be equipped to help someone else handle the same thing later. Isn't that a beautiful example of community and how we're designed? I'd love for someone to chime in on this, on this idea of the way that one person's storms help another person later. Hey, Monica, it's Christina. It's all about growth. Yes, I absolutely agree. And Dr. Sean, your share was so beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Um, many of us, well, I'm pretty sure all of us on this stage goes through trials and tribulations throughout. As long as we're breathing, we're going to face trials and tribulations, right? But we have to recognize when they appear. Normally, they come right before a breakthrough. And so, like I said, we have to recognize when they appear. And Monica, you're so right. Um, it's normally beautiful after a storm. I am from South Carolina and we have gone through, we, we went through many hurricanes. And after those hurricanes, the day after those hurricanes, the sun came out, <clears throat> things were tore up and all over the place. But the sun came out and it was so beautiful. Um, and so, yeah, it's true that we have to go through these storms to get to the other side which is, you know, normally our blessings are on the other side. And so we have to push through the obstacles. We can't let them stop us. We got to recognize the storms and know that what we're trying, what we're working on getting to is on the other side. They are tests. They are tests to see if we're going to give up. But we can't give up. We just got to keep pushing through. And those storms, those trials and tribulations are normally, like I said, testing times to see if we're going to give up. They are growth period periods. And so, um, like Monica said, you know, it's, they're there to strengthen us, to make us stronger so that we can help others once we pass those tests. So this is Christina and I'm done speaking. Christina, you're absolutely right. You, while you were speaking, I was thinking about how, what do we do in a storm? Like if you're caught outside, <laughs> In Florida, the first part of my nomadic journey, I started in um, in the Carolinas in Florida, and I uh, discovered cycling while I was down in Florida, and I, I bought a road bike while I was down there, and I was absolutely just smitten with road biking, and I still am. In fact, I'm going to go on a big ride today, but I was out one day, and I was caught, you know, because Florida, I was caught in a major downpour, like a major storm. And I was just out there, just on my bike, just me and the bike. And so the first, the first thing we think about is shelter, right? Get to shelter. So I drove into a subdivision and I went to the clubhouse. Of course, it was all locked up, but I just kind of went up underneath the little, uh, there was a very tiny little roof overhang. And I was able to kind of squish up underneath there in a doorway and wait out the storm. But man, I was soaked. I was absolutely soaked. And it was interesting, the thought process I went through while I was while I was under that doorway. And I had forgotten all about this, Christina, until you just said it. So thank you. 
I was standing there and I was, my initial thought process was, how long is this going to last? This sucks. I can't believe I didn't know this was coming. I could have checked the weather, right? All these things, these thoughts go through your head. And I'm standing there and I actually just thought, but you know what? It's also kind of cool. I'm, I'm in an experience where I don't, I'm not in often. And you know what else? It's just water. It's just water. I can't get any more soaked. I am soaked to the skin. My bike is soaked, everything. This is as bad as it can possibly get. So what am I worried about? I'm just going to sit here and ride it out. That was a massive mindset shift that happened in like three and a half seconds. But that's exactly what we can do. Yes, there will be times Barbara talks about when she went through her cancer and her divorce. She talks about being in the fetal position on the floor. Dude, I can totally relate. Totally relate. There was more than one time in the last couple of years when I was literally on the floor, curled up, screaming. But man, <laughs> it's a new day. You got to go through the things. You got to get soaking dang wet. And it's only, it's only pain. And I don't mean to diminish what anyone is going through or has gone through. I don't. Please understand me. But we get through pain. We get through it. We're designed to get through it. And it may not... It may not be that you stand up and you rail against the storm like, you know, some Dwayne the Rock Johnson guy and you're not going to feel it and it's not going to hurt you. No, no, it'll hurt. <laughs> it'll hurt. You'll be soaking wet or you'll be in pain or you'll be sad or angry or whatever. But isn't that the cleansing part of it? We talked about a storm cleansing things and fire cleansing things. Isn't that representative of the cleansing nature of a storm? It's not just that the storm comes through and cleans everything around us. The storm can clean everything inside of us, too. It can help clean out a lot. I tell you what, there's a lot of stuff coming out when you're laying on the floor in a ball crying. But it passes just like the storm. That grief, that sadness, that anger, it passes. So what is this bringing up for you today? Someone open your mic and pop in because I'm Monica. feeling. Oh, I, I, oh my gosh, it's a bunch of us. Yeah, <laughs> this yeah. Is it's Pastor it. Jeff, oh, so oh, let me in Jeff. when I can. Well, oh, Pastor Jeff and then Raquel, I see. Yes, that's correct. Thank oh, you. no, Pastor Jeff is going to be a gentleman and pass it to the lady first. Oh, okay. Ahead, okay. There, there are. Monica, this is such a great conversation, and I really, really loved what Dr. Sean shared about the butterfly and the internal storm that becomes something beautiful, and I never quite heard it that way. That was just amazing. I'm just going to quote him on that one, but um, one thing that I wanted to share was the three things that a storm will do. Um, first, there's like resistance how you just, oh, you're like, oh my gosh, you know, it's, it's storming outside. You know, like you were talking about taking cover and we're, we're putting on something to protect us using an umbrella and, but we're resisting it. We're, we're talking about, oh, it's bad and things of that sort. And then we go through sort of like a restoration. Okay. Oh, it's rained. And then, oh, it's cleansing. The sun is out. You know, this is really good. And then I believe that there's, um, there's revelation there's revelation behind the resistance. You know, um, a lot of times we resist the therapy or we resist the coaching, we resist the things that are gonna help us. And then those things are, are, are there to, to um, restore us back to where we can look and say, why was there such resistance? Why was there this storm in our life? And why is it um, here? What knowledge, what is it going to bring from us from this resistance? And once we get that restoration, we can see the revelation as far as what direction we need to go to, go through, go, go towards in order to get repaired. And I believe that, you know, um, God does that in such a beautiful way because he separates the wheat from the tares. So you know, okay, well, this person's for me and this person like kind of uplifted me in the storm. Oh, well, this person um, uh, tried to keep me in the storm, but this, you know, this person 
elevated me during the storm and like put me on their shoulder to see how the storm transformed me. Something like what Dr. Sean um, um, does when he's in these rooms for me. But um, I just, that's just my take on it. It's resistance, restoration, and then that revelation. It just brings that, that beautiful part of now you can go forward. Um, even through a heartbreak, even through a divorce, even through cancer or any type of illness. So I I yield my mic to Pastor Jeff. Thank you. Lady Rachel, you must be in my head. I love that alliteration of to resist and to restore and revelation and for me, um, I went through several storms. My wife with cancer, then in my mid-40s, I was diagnosed with cancer. And then, <laughs> well, 15 years later, I was diagnosed with it for the second time. But look here, I believe that if we reframe, as Rachel has said with her alliteration, uh, I reframe it as, and use the storm. And I'm just going to use an acrostic since Rachel already used the alliteration. You know, storm causes you to stop, to slow down. Sometimes we get so, especially those of us who are a personality, we get so busy with life that we don't even take time to stop and live. And so a storm will definitely cause you to stop and it causes you to slow down. And when we stop and slow down, we're able then to have a transformation of our minds. For those of you who subscribe to the ancient text called the Bible, you know, it suggested that we have a transnewing, a renewing, and a transformation of our mindset to become new and not old. And so that transformation during the storm, it can really set us up for the future. Why? Because we start to observe. Observe those things we've been overlooking. You know, have you ever driven, taken time on your work and you notice something like, I've been driving past here for 10 years and I never saw that because you never took time to observe all the beauty and splendor because you was in a hurry to get to work or you were in a hurry to get someplace and you missed all the beauty along. So observation and then as Rachel said, resistance. My resistance is uh, on the other side. Resist the negativity to complain about it. Dance in the rain sometime. Don't worry about getting wet. Don't even put the umbrella up because there's a refreshing in the rain. So resist the negativity with gratitude for where you are. It could always be worse. And then finally, because somebody else wants to share, manifest a new harvest without the rain. There is no harvest. This is Pastor Jeff. And I know how to weather the storm. How about you? Oh, my goodness. Raquel and Pastor Jeff. Powerful, powerful. Between the resist, restore, and revelation, and then there is no harvest unless there's rain. Man, I mean, we got some serious, serious, uh, beautiful dot-connecting conversation happening here. Thank you so much for that. Um, I also, we have a little bit of a queue going, which is exciting. Dora Maria, um, and then Julian and Christina. Awesome. Um, I just wanted to add, when you said, what does that bring up for you? The example you gave when someone is going through a storm, right? That is what really shapes you as a person, right? It shapes your character and it's just one of those things, right? So for me, it's like, you can be that role model for someone else, right? Because some people learn through other people's journeys, right? And you're able to be a light for them to not go through it. But sometimes people have to go through their own journey and using you as a role model can help them to navigate that space. So I think it, it you can't avoid things, you can't ignore them, but if you give it some thought it will make that time a little bit calmer or easier to deal with because you know someone else has been through it and has been come out the other side. So now you're like, wait, someone else has gone through this. They've come out on the other side. I can do it too. And so I think it, it's twofold, right? You can be that beacon so that people don't do it, but then it's like, 
you know, it falls over on that side. So I thought that was interesting. So that's what it brought up for me. Back to you. Thank you so much. You're absolutely right. We, we get to be guides. After we've weathered a storm, we, we get to guide other people through theirs. And, and people do need to go through their own storms. That's a beautiful, um, beautiful aspect of this conversation. Thank you. Julian. Hello, everyone. Uh, thank you, Monica. Thank you, uh, everyone else, uh, Mary Lynn, Dora, Christina, um, into the Breakfast with Champions Club. Um, my perspective and take on it is this, is that we, all of us, all of us have signed up for this thing called life <laughs> in this human experience. And it's all a test. It's all about testing. I like what Christina alluded to earlier thing part. Um, grit, your grit kicks in. That's the thing. And I like to define grit as greatness revealed in test. Right. And so we got to remember as we sign up for life, just like we sign up for school, you know what, at the end of the day, you get your syllabus in the very first day, and you know when your tests are coming, you know when your exams are coming, you know when, you know, your assignments are due, this and that. So storms to me are like exams, because we know that, right? So in order to go to the next level, because that's what this experience is, is also for ascension purposes, for going and getting better and becoming better. So that's leveling up. Just like in school, you, you go to school to get to the next grade. So you take a bite, a, a bite a day, a bite at a time, and you collect your thoughts, collect your experiences, and you have your memories of everything that you're going through. So that when the storm comes or the test comes, you can reflect back you can pull and you can draw from those experiences and apply it to the situation. Now, every situation will be different, just like every exam and every class is going to be different from one another. But there are you get to find your strengths along the way. So show gratitude and have gratitude each day. So that way you know how to draw and you know how to utilize your specific, unique set of skill sets, tools to weather that storm. Just like a good captain on a ship, you know, you know how to direct and, and get the right people around you, create a network, family of sorts. For when a certain storms come, you can call upon certain people to batten down the hatch, to draw draw the sail and do this, you know, hoist the anchor, whatever the case may be during the storm, right? They know exactly what to do because they've been through it. We've all been through storms. So... Continue to utilize your experiences, your circumstances that you've been through, and know that test the storms are going to come, but they're for your greater purpose to level up and go to the next level of whatever it is in your life. And it's for your good purpose, and I'll yield the mic right there. Thank you. Julian, I love that. Grit. Greatness revealed in tests. I wrote that down, and thank you. That was a great share. Thank you. Christina, and then Dr. Dina. Yes, Julian, I love that too. Greatness revealed in tests. I got it written down too. Thank you for that. I've never heard that. Um, okay, so yes, Monica, you mentioned that uh, we are designed to go through storms, which is absolutely true. You mentioned that earlier. And uh, one last thing that I wanted to mention is, you know, when we go through those trials and tribulations, what lesson are we learning from it? Because we, we're going to go through it, like Julian just said, and a lot of us uh, you know, also said, we're going to go through trials and tribulations. But when we go through them, what are we learning? What lesson, what lesson are we getting from it um, you know, when we get to the other side? And so that's important, too. It's all, it's all about growth, all about growth. It's Christina, I'm done speaking. Thank you, Christina. That's absolutely true. If you're going to go through a storm, you may as well get, get some learning out of it so that when it comes again, you weather it better. Thank you. Dr. Dina. Thank you so much, Monica. And good morning, everyone. This is such an amazing room. I'm coming to you live from Sri Lanka. And 
the first thing that popped up when I saw the room and I've been listening is a quote that I came across nine years ago on Facebook and I saved it and it's made it my cover picture now and it's pretty amazing how it is so in line with what we are speaking today nine years later. I am going to quote this. It's by Haruki Murakami. I'm sorry if I'm making any mistakes with that. Here goes. And once the storm is over, you won't remember how you made it through, how you managed to survive. You won't even be sure whether the storm is really over. But one thing is certain. When you come out of the storm, you won't be the same person who walked in. That's what this storm's all about. And that's what I keep reminding myself every time we are going through a storm, be it personal, be it professionally, or even as a country, right? When we're going through a storm, we're not going to be able to really know why we're going through it. And it can sometimes feel like, why are you doing this to me, God, right? Like, why me? After all the hard work, after everything that I've been through, why do I have to go through this? And it's only when we go through it and get to the other side, like so many of you have spoken about the amazing lessons. It's only then when we look back, we're going to figure out, aha, uh -huh, that is why. So I just want to remind us that sometimes it's okay not to know why until we are done with getting through the lessons and getting to the other side. Thank you so much. This is Dr. D. Back to you, Monica. Dr. Dina, I loved that, that taking that concept that we've been talking about today at the granular level with individuals and human beings and zooming out to us as a culture, as a country, or wherever you are, as your community, your culture, your country going through collective storms. Really, really appreciate that perspective. Thank you so much. Um, who else would like to share as we as we wrap get close to wrapping at the top of the hour? And we do end on time today because I'm channeling my inner Barbara Majeski. But who else would like to share? We have about uh, maybe three more minutes. I want to jump back in with a quote that Dr. Dina just reminded me of. This is Debbie again. So the quote that I think of a lot is, life isn't about waiting for the storm to pass. It's about learning to dance in the rain. And that has gotten me through a lot because it's just learning how to go through it and know that you're going to come out good on the other end. Yes, ma'am. That having that confidence that whatever that storm looks like, that you'll be okay. Sometimes it's hard to know you'll be okay, but that's where our community comes in. That's where the people around us who are not in the midst of the storm in the moment, as same moment as you are, they are outside of it and they have that perspective and they can say to you, it sucks right now, but you know what? It's going to be okay. Dora Maria, I saw you flashing. No, I just wanted uh, to clap because I thought this was very poignant. That was clapping, clapping. We really need to make a clapping button in this act. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I know. I've been praying to the Clubhouse Gods for a clapping icon or a clapping button for a while. <laughs> I appreciate that, though. This is such a great conversation. Um, and I really also wanted to reflect back on Dr. Dina. Um, I meant to say I loved that what you said about when you come through the storm, you won't be the same as when you walked in. And, and that's, to me, that is a really, really powerful thing to say. Um, in fact, Mary Lynn is standing up. Mary Lynn and JLo are standing up and clapping for that <laughs> because it really is true. It really is true. And that's the, that goes back to the conversation about what do we learn and take away, right? We walk in the storm as one person and we come out the other side, slightly changed, drastically changed. And what do we bring with us? What do we have in our, in our jump bin of life after a storm that we didn't have beforehand? That's the beautiful part about it, right? So as we come together as a community after an actual storm, you know, like when hurricanes and tornadoes and whatnot blow through, isn't it amazing and incredible how neighbors and communities and towns and cities come together? You know, we coalesce, we help each other, we pull together. We make t-shirts that say Boston strong or, you know, whatever strong. And we pull together and we'll, what do we do? We don't sit around and, and cry. We rebuild. We rebuild. And that's what we do as human beings is we come through the storm. We lean on our community. 
and we begin to rebuild and we call upon those people around us to help us rebuild, to help us put ourselves back together. And then once we're put back together, we can then be the person that helps someone else rebuild later in their storm. So gosh, what a, mm, my heart is so full today of happiness and appreciation for this community, this conversation. I really, really am glad that I get an opportunity to share in this room on a regular basis now because it's just so, it's so enriching for me. And, and I- Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.